3: Commissioner of the Big Sky Conference, John Casper, joined us for the ESPN Roundtable. He talked about the Hall of Fame, talked about the basketball tournament in Boise year two, talked about the FCS playoffs a little bit as well. But uh, John, just in general, from Montana, uh, went to high school in Great Falls at CMR. He'll be very clear about that, which high school he went to. Uh, But also uh, has been with the conference for 16 years now. Uh, Doug Fulton into Andrea Williams and now uh, with Tom Wisterstill. So he's seen, uh, you know, three different commissioners and has been around the conference and working in administrative uh, positions for a long time. A journalist before that, you know, going out of the journalism world and into uh, the sports admin side of things. But uh, a guy who's seen a lot, who's, who's probably, if I'm right here, the most veteran conference uh, mm-hmm. uh, administrator that that there is. Uh, so been there, you know, longer than anybody else. Uh, now that Ron Lockery has, has, you know, has moved on, so this is uh, he's a guy who knows a lot, who's seen a lot, and I think is excited, you know, about the day and the the release particularly. That's why we're doing this now of of this Hall of Fame class.
0: And some highlights from both Montana, Montana State, certainly Robin Selvig, Shannon Kate, Dave Dickinson, probably three of the biggest no brainers, and certainly some of the headliners of the class. Uh, but you got to also give credit to Jan Sinnerud. I mean, Jan Centerud is the only kicker in the NFL Hall of Fame and yep. he, from Montana State. I mean, <laughs> he's in one of the pro sports football Hall yeah, of Fame. that's pretty it's, it's, pretty it's impressive. Possible to top. So you got good good athletes on both sides of this thing, and then from a, a variety of other big sky schools too. Probably the one guy that I that we didn't really ask Sean about that deserves highlighting is Lopez LeBong. I mean, he was a multiple time Olympian from NAU. I mean, he's carried his country's flag at the Olympics. The guy, I mean, where he's from, he is like Michael Jordan. I mean, yeah. he, he is as good as it gets. And he has had a tremendous pro running career still that's still going on. And he was he was absolutely ridiculous to watch in college. And he continues to, to compete on the world stage.
3: ESPN Roundtables presented by Paradise Fells. Please enjoy. Well, happy to welcome in for our ESPN roundtable this week the Senior Associate Commissioner of the Big Sky Conference, John Casper. John is in Boise, Idaho right now getting ready for the uh, year two of the Big Sky Conference basketball tournament in Boise. John, thanks so much for taking some time out and being with us. How are you? I'm great. appreciate
1: being
3: on the show, guys. Thank you. Well, we're happy to have you. You've been on before, and uh, you uh, he's know he's
0: the first repeat guest on the ESPN Roundtable. I mean, Marcus. we've had great. some heavy
3: hitters now, and so to be the second guy through or your second time through, that's pretty good, there, John Casper. That's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: what a, that's a great honor. I, I love talking to you guys. I could talk to you guys for hours. So. Well,
3: you know, we got the time, so let's uh, let's get into it. Hey, there's a couple of things that we wanted to get to specifically, and uh, there's good reason for you to be on a second time. And let's start with this. Just announced the Big Sky uh, Conference has inducted its inaugural Hall of Fame class. You created a Hall of Fame and now have inducted 14 former uh, athletes and coaches into uh, this this Hall of Fame class. When did this sort of idea get started that, hey, this conference should have a Hall of Fame?
1: Well, I think it's probably been floated around for several years. Um, Me being with the league for 16 years, it was something I was really... Um, interested in doing and kind of spearheading. And when Tom Wistersill came on as our commissioner, um, it was one of his priorities to get it done. Um, so we put together a committee um, and uh, started having conference calls back in September um, to get this thing rolling. And uh, we still have a lot of work to do. Now we we have to prep for the ceremony, um, which we'll have here in Boise. But, you know, being being a league for 57 years. It was long overdue for us to have this. Um, another thing is we've moved into a new really nice office building in Farmington, Utah. And we have a couple of walls that, that we are going to, to use to honor our hall of fame, um, in there. So it all works out well. We're really excited about the ceremony that we're planning, um, in March. And we're really excited to have this class announced and to see the names, you know, that are on the list really makes you appreciate, I think, just how great our league has been uh, over the years.
0: Starting a, a Hall of Fame is an interesting task. I'm on the board of directors for the Montana Football Hall of Fame, and it's sort of crazy, first of all, when you think about the great lineage of football in the state of Montana and how there wasn't such a thing. And so then when we're going through, we wanted to make the event that we hold each year be something that's entertaining that people want to go to. Well, you can't just go and induct. 175 guys <laughs> that all deserve to be in the Hall of Fame because you want the event to be fun and everybody to get to go up there and talk. Exactly. But it's, it's interesting, yeah. though, right, because when you don't have something and you have something like the Big Sky Conference that's 57 years of history, we're I mean, talking about outstanding, outstanding, outstanding athletes. And so it seems as if there's challenges but also makes it a little bit easier as far as the inaugural class. If you look at some of the people that are going into this inaugural class, Dave Dickinson, Shannon Kate, Robin Selvig, those are f- names familiar to Montana, but then guys like Damian Lillard. So talk about just the balance of the two things, because obviously everybody that's going in are kind of the home runs, the absolute no-brainers, but also you want to make the, the event and, and the induction special. So how, how do you balance those two factors?
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a great question and something we've talked about because when we do the ceremony, we don't want this to last four hours. <laughs> right. We want it to be fast. We want it to be uh, fun for everybody. Um, in the future, we're only going to put a maximum of eight in the hall of fame. Mm-hmm. But we really felt like with this first year, we needed to expand that class. Um, so we've changed, we changed some of the rules, but we still limited it to, you know, one, you could only get one per category. So, you know, you may Montana wonder, well, man, Larry Kristoviak deserves to go in. Well, they decided to put Dave Dave Dickinson forward the first year, but next year, you know, Larry will probably be on the ballot. So, you know, there's obviously some great people that are not going in this first year, and I hope people don't focus on those things but focus on the 14 that are going in and knowing this is just the first year and we're going to have, uh, have this going now every year. So, and we do want the program to be... Fast and exciting, and not drag on for uh, four hours. So we tried to balance that the best we could, and I think you know fourteen is a, is a pretty good number um, for this for this first class.
0: Who went about nominating people? How do people get nominated? Who do you guys have like a selection committee? How, how does, how, does yeah. how, what so was, we, how is the vote? So we process? have a
1: selection committee. Um, we picked a representative from every institution, and a lot of those were ended up being like former former. Um, sports information directors or former administrators. Um, And then we went back to the schools and and told them the schools needed to nominate. And then our nominating committee went through um, those who were nominated and ultimately uh, did a vote. We did a first vote where we selected the first three, one one for each category, and then went back and um, Denise Thompson from our staff, had done the hall of fame at Northern Arizona and we had looked at a bunch of different conferences, uh, how they do their, their conferences, uh, how they do their hall of fame, how they vote. So we kind of took some different things from different conferences and, and ultimately decided what we decided. So we had conference calls, um, with the committee to discuss the nominees or questions they had. Um, and then ultimately they, they did a, you know, voted uh, through email.
3: John Casper joining us. He's the senior associate commissioner of the Big Sky Conference, and we won't go through all 14 of these uh, folks. But for the people who are in Montana, where we're you know, who are listening and watching uh let's go through the 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 folks that are from montana by the way jared allen and damian lillard on the list as you mentioned earlier quarter that's pretty good i don't know how dame (laughs) really made it honestly in the first one that's pretty bold but uh shannon schwain formerly shannon kate uh is on the list dave dickinson obviously montana quarterback is there robin selvig uh, as the uh, women's basketball coach for 38 years uh, on this list. And also Jan Steterud, Montana State football, uh, obviously outstanding kicker, Hall of Fame kicker in the
0: NFL. He's the only Hall of Fame kicker in the NFL.
3: And uh, and, uh, and also an, an outstanding skier. Was he an Olympic skier? Uh, he was a standout okay. skier. He was yeah. an All-American skier.
1: All-American, All-American skier, okay. All-American he actually went why, to Montana that's why he State. he came to Montana State.
3: Yeah. Uh, it's a different day when uh, your, uh, your best special teams football player is also your ace ski team guy. Those two don't mix anymore, right, Catherine? <laughs> you're going skiing. <laughs> you're kicked off the football team.
1: No, I mean, you think about me, you know, Jeremy Bloom was an Olympic uh, skier and played in the NFL. So there's, a, there's another, uh, you know, football skier guy, but it doesn't happen uh, very, very often.
3: And, by the way, one more. Ellie Rudy uh, from Montana State track and field from 04 to 08. Outstanding. I mean... Best, best of all right. time, eight, perhaps at MSU. Yeah, two so, national
1: championships, uh, eight Big Sky championships. Yeah.
3: So there's the list of five, uh, five Montana and Montana State. Either uh, you, most of them athletes, but a one coach in there as well uh, that uh, that have made this list. When you look at this list and that that group in particular, what what kind of stands out to you, John? Because you've been around, like you said, I mean you've been in this conference yeah. you know, sixteen years. You're from Montana originally, went to Great Falls. So when you look at this, what do you? What kind of jumps out to you?
1: Well, first of all, I went to Great—I went to CMR, not Great Falls. So I, I, let's just get that okay. out okay.
3: <laughs> well, Great Falls, yes. The mighty CMR, the mighty CMR.
1: So, you know, when we did our 50-year anniversary a few years ago, Dave was the number one male athlete. Shannon was the number one female athlete. So, obviously, made a lot of sense for them to get in on the first ballot. Um, I'm fortunate that I've—I saw—I've been front row to Dave's career from the time I was in high school. Um, And so I have a tremendous amount of respect for him, obviously, and what he did for CMR and for the University of Montana and what he's done in the CFL. I remember Shannon, you know, just dominating women's basketball and, uh, you know, going to USC and and going toe-to-toe with Lisa Leslie despite having a separated shoulder. Um, You know, all-American basketball player. What Robin did for women's basketball, not only in Montana, but, you know, really in in the West um phenomenal. I mean eight hundred and sixty five wins, how many big sky titles, NCA tournament wins, um the, the the student athletes he produced, obviously no brainer. Um, you know, Jan Stanrod, we have an NFL Hall of Famer going into our Hall of Fame and when I spoke to him and told him, you know, about ten days ago, he, he could have been nicer and could have been more excited about this um about this honor. And you know, he played back when the league first really started. Um, and Ellie Rudy, a girl who, a student athlete who won eight pole vault titles in our league, and you know she just lives a normal life in Alaska now, and she's really excited. And nobody know, lives another, a normal life in Alaska, John. <laughs> I mean, that's not, that's not I, I happening. I mean, she's right? not a pro athlete. You know, <laughs> I think she's in the medical field, and, and so she's already booked her tickets, and she'll she'll be in in, in Boise. Um, so you know, five really outstanding. Uh, uh, student athletes and coaches right there and, and I could say, man, you know, Shannon Butler, um, you know, he's going to go in probably probably next year, you know, a great national championship runner uh, from Eureka, Montana, who went to, to Montana State. So, um, and that's what excites me, like, man, you know, this is the first year but, but I mean, we have a gold medalist in Dan O'Brien who's not going in the first year, who went to the University of Idaho. So, um, we've got some depth to this, you know, it's right. it's not... Um so I'm excited not only for this year to to kick it off, but what the future holds for, for the others that are going to be going in the Hall of Fame. So, um, you know, just really exciting. But obviously, me being uh, from Great Falls and growing up in Montana, I think it's awesome that you have a kid from Great Falls, a kid from Billings, and, you know, a guy from Outlook, Montana, who rose to be one of the top women's college basketball coaches in history um, going into this Hall of Fame.
0: If I'm not mistaken, John Freeze, who played quarterback in Idaho, was actually from Missoula as well, right? Mm.
1: He was born in Missoula, uh, moved to Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, when he was like seven or eight years old. Mm. Yep.
0: Okay, interesting because there was a little hotbed of Missoula quarterbacks there for a little bit too. Because when you include guys like Jim McElwain in that vein as well, and uh, uh, I, I think Tim
1: Rosenbaum may have been Tim uh, Rosenbaum.
0: Yep, he went to high school early yep. on in Missoula and then it w- ended up moving to Pullman where he finished his high school career because his dad was coaching yep. there. Yep. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. John Elway obviously lived in Missoula when he was a young kid.
0: No, no doubt. Well, I think the Yon Center story is one that's worth telling for people that don't know it because, like you mentioned, John, he, he started his career at Montana State as. A skier and those fields that are still in front of the dorms there at montana state that still serves the soccer fields he was out there playing soccer one day and he saw the football guys kicking and they started razzing him and said hey soccer boy why don't you come over here and see if you can kick a field goal and he walks over there and he pipes a 55 yard field goal (laughs) while the basketball coach roger Kraft is walking by so the basketball coach goes to jim sweeney right away and says. You know, this is in 1962, 63, so there's no yeah. there's no one kicking 50-plus-yard field goals. right? And so Roger Kraft runs over to Jim Sweeney and says, hey, there's a kid that can kick it half the length of the field. <laughs> go, go get yeah. him. And Stenner had never wavered. He hit a 59-yard field goal against the Grizzlies, which I think stood as the Big Sky Conference's all-time record longest field goal. It might well, actually still I think be. It was the, I think
1: it was the NCAA record at the right. time. Right, right. Right, and so then
0: he goes on and he's in the Super Bowl with the Kansas City Chiefs. What a crazy story, right? Yeah, the guy just boy, walks out on the soccer field, and then fifteen years later, he's an NFL Hall of Famer.
1: Yeah, and, and a great NFL Hall of Fame. I when he finished, I think he was like the leader in points by a kicker, leaders in field goals made by a kicker. You know, Adam Vinatieri is obviously going to go in the Hall of Fame someday. Now, you know, as a kicker, but John will be that you know that first true kicker to ever go in the Hall of Fame.
0: Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home, even when you're not.
3: John Casper joining us. He's the Senior Associate Commissioner of the Big Sky Conference. And uh, John, let's talk a little bit about what you're doing right now. You're in Boise, Idaho, uh, and having some meetings and that sort of thing uh, to, uh, to get ready for year two of the Big Sky Conference basketball tournament that was in Boise last year. Thought it was great. The venue was great uh, there in Boise last year, but obviously the first year you want to learn some things and maybe... To switch some stuff up. So what are you doing now, and what do you think uh, are some of the things that, that have been sort of reviewed as you go into year two of this? Uh,
1: lots of things have been reviewed, and we, we just want to continue to, to grow, the, grow the tournament. Um, so, you know, there were some things in the arena, like a stat board. So, you know, we're, we're trying to work on some things um, with the arena. Um how we can improve our fan fest, but ultimately it's always about how we get more people engaged in the Boise community and in our community to, to get to the arena. So, um, we really like what we did the first year, and uh, we think Boise is a great location for us. Uh, we just met with the Boise Convention and in, in Visitors Bureau, um, you know, about some, some different things and what we can do uh, moving forward, so... Um, we've, we've just hit some, some key people this trip, not had like our big committee meetings, but we had to meet with the Boise civic group this morning to, to get some permits, um, and stuff for our fan fest to get that all approved. So
0: what are you guys' main goals for year two?
1: Uh, more people in the seats. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's always going to be our goal. Um, and, and I think adding this hall of fame too, is, is a big piece. To it for us to add just another important event on a Saturday uh, in Boise. So the, the banquet but will be in
0: association have, with the Big CI tournament. That the Hall of Fame banquet will.
1: Yeah, we're going to do it like a Saturday morning uh, type event uh, leading up to our basketball championship game uh, at the Boise Center, which is right next door to the arena in the, in the Grove area. And so we're th- we're looking at doing like a ten a.m. to one p.m. type event or. I say that right, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. type event and then having our Fan Fest um, all afternoon, pep rallies, pizza eating contest, potentially a live a live band playing Saturday afternoon and then um, having our basketball championship that night. And we would also introduce um, all our, our Hall of Fame inductees at halftime. Um, so that's going to be great. Um, but But ultimately, you go back to goals and it's all about just Finding ways to get more and more people, um, whether it's engaging with the local schools, and the student athlete experience is always important um, to us. So we think they had a great, great time the first year, and obviously some of that depends when the student athlete wins the championship. They have a great student athlete experience if they're, you know, here for a day and, and lose out in their first game. Then it's you know it's probably not the best, but we want to make it as good a time for them as possible in the time that they're in Boise.
3: John, obviously, you're you're focusing on that since you're in Boise, you know, working on that now, and I have been working very hard on this this uh, uh, Hall of Fame class and group that's now out, but also. Three of the eight teams that are left in the FCS playoffs or Big Sky Conference teams, I think that's got to be a feather in the cap to the conference in general, and I know you're keeping a very close eye on what's going on there, but as, and from a conference perspective, when you look at the football side of things where we stand right now in this quarterfinal, kind of what's the, what's the general feel and, 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 and feedback and what you're seeing there?
1: Oh, we're really excited uh, to have three teams in the final eight. It would have been awesome to get that fourth team. Unfortunately, Sacramento State just didn't play well in that first half. And you know, this is the first time ever in the playoffs. But um, you know, the Weber Montana game is going to be exciting on ESPN two in Montana State. I believe this would be the first time that you know, if they win, that they'll be in the semifinals since 1984. That's right. Um, so we're excited about that. Um, the, the football season we've had. You know, obviously, there's two teams out there in, in NDSU and James Madison that have been, you know, one two all season long. But um, they let, let's go play them next week. Let's see what we can do if we get Montana State out to NDSU and either Weaver Montana out to JMU or Northern Iowa or or uh, uh you know, if there's upsets, good for us. So.
0: From an exposure standpoint, the fact that you're going to have games on national television and a chance for more too, especially considering that the Big Sky is guaranteed to have at least one team in the semifinals and maybe as many as two. So what do you think of just the ability for, for the Big Sky to be on the, the, the brightest stage in college football these next couple of Oh
1: weeks? yeah, absolutely. You know, that Friday night game on ESPN usually draws the highest rating of the year. Um, it's a coveted spot. So, um, you know, and and, and we're putting three games on Friday, which I honestly didn't know about that that was going to happen. Um, so, Weaver Montana playing on ESPN2, yes, it's 8 o'clock at night, yes, it's December, yes, it's going to be cold, but it's the only football game that will be on in the country um, You know, at that time. So, there's there's potential for a lot of eyeballs to, to see uh, Montana and Weber State playing on Friday night, which is great. It's awesome.
3: John, last thing that we just kind of wanted to touch on with you here a little bit, but you you've been in the in, in, with the Big Sky Conference now for sixteen years. You're now a senior associate commissioner. You've worked with and and uh, uh, and alongside three different commissioners now, but Tom Wistersill comes in uh, just over a year ago now and has been there and he's been really good to us. And I think you know it takes a while to sort of get yourself uh, acquainted with all the things that are going on and maybe some of the visions that you start to have about what the conference can be and the future of it. You already touched on, obviously, the Hall of Fame was a big deal to him, which is why that is now a reality at this at this point in time. But what's it been like with Commissioner Worcester still there and and, uh, and some of the things that he's tried to implement and do and, and take the direction of the conference as a whole?
1: He's awesome. He He's a great leader. Um, he's got a lot of great ideas. And, you know, we're just starting to put some of those uh, into motion. Um, you know, he got us into our new office, which we desperately needed. Um, we've got some other things that are kind of exciting I'm, uh, coming down the road. W- one thing I'm particularly excited about when we start the new year, um, you know, it's not a huge deal, but, but it's just fun. They're fun things, fun di- fun ideas. And, but ultimately, you know, we want the student athlete experience to be great. He's really into that. If you've seen, he's gone around to the schools, and he's not just meeting with administrators and presidents. He's meeting with student-athletes. He's going out to their practices and, you know, learning how to fast pitch and learning how to throw a discus. Um, you know, he, he's, he's, he's fun like that. He's a really great guy to work for. So I really like where we're headed. Um, obviously, there's always challenges with, um, you know, finances. And um, we just we want to get better in football. We want to get better in, in men's basketball is a priority. Oh, it's been a priority for a long time. But we, we need to crack that nut and start winning games in the NCAA tournament.
3: Uh, is now a good time also to announce that two Tell new one is doing play by play for the Big Sky Conference at the <laughs> conference tournament? Uh, I heard I heard that uh, was a decision that was made at some very high level, right?
1: I, I haven't heard that, guys. Sorry.
3: <laughs> okay, we'll uh, we'll I'll I'll get you the email. Okay, I'll let you know. Uh, that's fine. Fantastic. Hey, John, man, we we appreciate always uh, you being on with us. We uh, appreciate the time and the insight. Congratulations! I know it's uh, people probably don't appreciate. You know, well, what you put an email out with fourteen names on it. What's the big deal? Well, it's a lot of work to go through and and actually put that together and prepare not just the list but also all the, the coordinating events and things that go with it. So, congratulations on that, and we'll look forward to uh, to Boise this year as well and the rest of this football season.
1: Well, thank you, and, and I'll actually be in Bozeman on Friday night, so looking forward to getting Montana, back to Montana and hopefully seeing the Bobcats, uh, that Bobcats win that game. Thanks, guys.
3: Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web.
0: Indeed I do, so I'm on my computer all the time.
3: And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely.
0: Got to be cyber safe this day and age. So ensure your company's network is online all the time.
3: For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. The New York Yankees are doing what the New York Yankees do. trying to buy it. Garrett Cole. Outstanding so, pitcher. So awesome that it hasn't worked in 10 plus years. That's correct. I mean, I'm not sure it ever worked before, anyways. I mean, they they mm-hmm. bought and they got some homegrown though. You gotta get some homegrown in there.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Anyhow, uh, Garrett Cole, outstanding pitcher for the uh, formerly for the Houston Astros. I think he was with Pittsburgh even before that. He has signed a nine-year. $324 million deal. Thirty-six plus million dollars per year. Uh just so we know, this is a starting pitcher, people. This is an every fifth day guy. Bryce Harper got three thirty-three for thirteen years, same amount basically.
0: And plays 150 but, games, not
3: thirty-two. Um f- out, coming out of the 2019 season, his stats in the 2019 season. Are you ready for this culture? This contract would pay him based on those numbers. A hundred, a Excuse me, one point oh nine million dollars, of just over a million dollars per start. Million, you go to work. Here you go,
0: million bucks. That's what I'm saying. I, I, the way the pitching rotations work these days, if you make every start that you are scheduled to make throughout a season, you do not miss a start. You're going to start 33 games. That's all. $1.8 million per win,
3: $110,000 per strikeout. How would you
0: like that? I, I did not realize he struck out 326 guys last year, though. That's a historic number. That's an outstanding number.
3: You know what's a more outstanding number? $324 million. Getting six figures for every one of them. A $1 million a strikeout. No, 110000 No, I
0: know. I'm just saying like it's, uh, it's crazy that he got $324 million and he had 326 strikeouts. Here's what I'm not. He's 29, I think, Garrett Cole.
3: So he he's not old by any stretch, but a nine-year deal for a starting pitcher. I mean, he's still going to be out there just throwing cheddar when you're 36, 37 years old. Heaven forbid when you're 39, you know. Uh, Steven Strasburg. 35th most strikeouts in a single season. I thought that would actually been higher. Steven Strasberg also re-signing with the Nationals. World Series winning Washington Nationals. Seven-year, $245 million deal, and I love this. See, I'd be all in on this. You know how Bobby Bonilla's collecting, like, $1.5 million yeah. every July from the Mets still? Deferred money, people. Get the deferred money in your contract. Steven Strasburg deferred $80 million bucks to be paid out between 2028 and 2030. So this is still within the the life of the contract. Actually, I guess it's just after. I guess the contract ends probably in 2026, so just a couple years after. But he's going to get, in three years, $80 million in all likelihood golfing in the Mediterranean, probably. Uh, (laughs) You know, I mean, doing whatever he wants to do. Now, you can talk about, you know, money over time and, you know, what... What $80 million is in 10 years is not what it is today. Okay, that's fine. You know what? If it's still $76 million, but I know that it's there and it's waiting for me at the other end of this thing, no matter what happens, that's a good thing. You know what I mean? I mean, I I don't know. People want to have it in hand so they can throw it in the stock market and all that kind of thing. I don't know, man. Let me be contractually obligated to receive $80 million. Exactly. If you
0: got it, you can lose it. If you're going to get guaranteed to get paid, you're gonna guarantee you're gonna pay me a million dollars a year for the next thirty five years, that means I'm never gonna not be a millionaire at least for one day a year. Yeah. I mean here's you know the here's the thing is is you can
3: win the lottery. Have you heard about that? Oh, totally. Most people that win the lottery you, become massively you, you've depressed heard, you've and heard broken. The but here's the thing I wanna know. Okay, like okay, enough with the Powerball thing and the the five hundred million dollars or whatever. That you can go win a couple of million bucks—that's all well and good. You know which one I want to win—the like five hundred dollars a week for life,
0: mm.
3: or the two thousand dollars a month, or whatever. You know, I guess the same thing. But you understand what I'm saying? Yep. Like, I mean, I guess I'd rather have two million than five hundred bucks a week. But if it was like, I think you could get like twenty-five hundred bucks a week? I mean, let's go, let's go. What more do you need than that? I mean, I'm a simple man. I got free cars. Okay. But I'm just saying, like, if you just know that it's there, there's, like, I don't have to worry about now, okay, well, I just bought a house. There goes a quarter of my $2 million, you know. There goes another quarter to, you know, Uncle Sam, if not more. I mean, that's great. Nobody should be complaining about winning $2 million, but I'd just rather have the, the, the consistent deal. You know what I mean? You know what I'd rather be able to do? Throw 99 with a wicked slider. Let me get out there. You know, I would I would endure some arm soreness for the remainder of my days to, in return, collect $300 million or so over the course of my professional
0: life. I mean, are you kidding me? I would do anything for $300 million. <laughs> You want to run me over with your car? I will do it. Well,
3: yeah, I mean, not my car. My car would get Whatever high-centered now. on you.
0: What what wouldn't you do for three hundred and twenty four million? Oh, a lot. There's a lot of stuff I would really. Do. Oh yeah. There's a lot that I would. You know, I mean, I mean, dude, you got you gotta think you could change the lives of every person you know.
3: Oh yeah, you sure could, but it's unclear it's for the better, as you already said. True. I'm very wary of this, man. As somebody who doesn't play the lottery, it's pretty unlikely I'll win the lottery. <laughs> but. You know, there's a certain element of purpose that just goes away. If all of a sudden you're just good, you know? Oh, absolutely. And I listen, you and I know each other well enough to look each other straight square in the eyes and go, if you never had to work again a day in your life, you would be in some trouble. And oh, I would be sure. in some big time trouble. Yeah. Sure. You know, you got to fu- like. Here's you, the thing, you gotta have that, that thing had, anchored
0: down. If, if I had that sort of money, though, I would still work. I would still do this job all the time. I just wouldn't be so stressed out about it.
3: Yeah, I no don't know.
0: How fun it would be to have our job when you don't have to worry
3: about money. But here's the thing. I don't know, man. It would be fun. But also, I think that I'd just be like, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm going to take the PJ. <laughs> I mean, I think I'd want to do this job about six months a year. And I don't know if that would well, no, sustain the game. we had
0: 324 million dollars, that we could buy all the equipment, that would make it possible. So we could take the PJ and do that thing. Do anywhere. whatever,
3: everything, everywhere.
0: Like right. Right, like right now, we could just be like camping out for the Rage Against the Machine show, breaking down, ready to go. Now, is that happening? Is that real? Are we
3: going? No, no, no. the, the show itself in Albuquerque or in New Las Mexico? Cruces? Las Cruces? I don't know. Let's find out. I mean, there was like one sort of quasi-confirmed Instagram post about this, and I still haven't really confirm that this is a, a, a true thing. So if it is happening, that would be a nice way to use half of my $324 million to so go see the one bucket list band that I haven't gotten to yet.
0: Um, Speaking of losing money, yeah, Minnesota Crookston and St. Cloud State both dropped football yesterday. People might say, well, who cares? St. Cloud. Well, St. Cloud State has been perennially good at a lot of different schools. Yes. Yes. St. Cloud State had 18,000 students as of eight years ago, but they were in a similar enrollment crisis to Montana. They're down to 10,000 students, so it's not quite as bad as Montana has gone through, but they've still lost a significant amount, yet they're still bigger than Montana. Think of that. Uh, they But Minnesota Crookston is also a 10,000-plus student school. So these are Division two schools, but not not tiny. They're not They're not. 2,000, 3,000 person schools. So it's significant. I don't know what sort of impact that's going to have but I do know that there's been all sorts of guys from those programs that still want to keep playing that are flooding the transfer portal yep. and you, you never know like the way these guys develop and stuff. Guys that are good all-conference type players in that, uh, that Northern Intercollegiate Sun League or whatever the one mm-hmm. that they're in. I mean those guys would be could make rosters yeah. in the big sky, so yeah. we'll see. But anytime there's drops like that, there's always movement across rosters.
3: I want to remind everybody, by the way, we're here today. We're here tomorrow, Friday. Bozeman, Montana. The mm. Rockin' R Bar. We're going to be there doing the show, 2 tell the from Bozeman, ahead of the Montana State-Austin P game, and then, of course, the Grizzly-Weber State game at 8 that evening from Ogden. So we're looking forward to being with everybody over in Bozeman, being at the Rock and Arbor. Come on down, hang out with us. If you're watching us there in Bozeman, come swing by and say hello. Certainly be happy to see you down there. Boys well, and the girls, have a great evening.
2: See you